Blessed greetings to all of you friends out there. Uh, this is the Friendship News Hour presented to you by Bummer Dude Media. Today is January 12th, 2022. His name is Alex. My name is Frank. And look what the cat dragged in. Kurt McGillicuddy. <laughs> Otherwise known as Gregory Strasbar. What's up, friend? Hello. Hey, how is it? How's it going, guys? It's good to see you. Good, man. Shirts off, apparently. Sorry. <laughs> Forgot to change. I got pit stains the size of bagels under my arms. Oh, I heard shirts off. I thought of Dalton. Dalton immediately. I got it. Yeah, me too. I was like, all right, this is the vibe we're going with. I'm okay. <laughs> it just felt right. <laughs> hey, that's why I put my name under Kurt McGillicuddy. I just, I'm on my way, I'm on my way in the car and I go, what's my display name? Nibbles Kurt Anonymous. It's a nice uh, hoodie you got there. You see Michigan's getting their their punter back for six years, so that's nice. Yeah, I saw that, and then they got the tight end number two coming in. Those of you who don't know, uh, my name is Kurt McGillicuddy. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Scootmaker, yeah. I, th- I don't know. I mean, I like I like what they're working with. We'll see. What do you think? Uh, what do you think about these rumors? I hope you're talking about the Harbaugh rumors. Yeah, but yeah. Don't we hear those other. every year? I have a lot of thoughts on that, but you know, I, he's never he's never come out and said he's tired of recruiting. It's just rumors, and I think honestly, he's happy at Michigan. And and here's my thing: why 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 would an NFL team want him so bad? God, that's what I'm saying, dude. Because he beat Ohio State once. Yeah, they won the big. Okay, so he's so he's hot right now. My thing is like you know the guy that beat him five years in a row is not coaching right now. You could go get him too. Why? I mean, he's, <laughs> he didn't do well in Jacksonville. What's the hype on Harbaugh? Because he beat Ohio State once. I think he's great where he's at i don't think you know why, why do the raiders want to go get him they just they're in the playoffs i don't think there's a huge need for him right they can go get he's, that flores guy he, they had nine wins yeah i think the only draw would be the bears because he played for him right yeah, he'll yeah win seven i heard games. bears colts and raiders but i just mm. i could i just think he's a good college coach i don't know i don't see it happening yeah. i think they'll pay i think michigan will pay him too but i don't even think it's about the money i think he's happy where he's at leave him alone do we believe in Cade McNamara enough, or do you think it's time to uh, go with the young gun? Dude, it's such a tough, you know, it reminds me so much of that uh, Ohio State team when they had Barrett, and then they had they had Barrett and Jones, like they had three of them. Yep. It's like, it's a problem, and it's a great problem to have, but I don't know. I, I've been, I've heard to go with uh, McCarthy, so, I, and I've been a huge McCarthy fan, but yeah, you can't say anything wrong about McNamara at the same time. Just for him though, like McNamara, he was he's the first quarterback I think we've had in a long time that like wasn't shitty. But I don't know right. if like he was good. Like he just didn't make that many mistakes. You know what I mean? Like he Tell by the do. numbers, like he he only had twenty five hundred passing yards this year, which is sixty first in, in college football. He had fifteen touchdowns, which is seventy third, and six interceptions, which is twenty seven. So it's like he didn't make a lot of mistakes, but he didn't really like I don't think he was like a JT Barrett or like that CJ Stroud dude. We didn't need to, and but that, that's it's hard to compare because that we didn't need to even we didn't even see our passing game for the first three or four games. Yeah, true. So that, that was a huge part of it. We had a great running game, so you didn't see a lot of what McNamara could do. That's true. So he reminds me a lot of that Wilton Spate kid too. They didn't he didn't do anything wrong and turn the ball over, but didn't do Wilton it. I mean, Spate. he just managed the game. Wow, I forgot about him. Yeah, man. What Spate, a they they had that one good year with Spate where they lost to Chitnov and. And they got, he must have got beat by Ohio State, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah. When I mean, you got three stud running backs like that, I mean, you don't need to pass it all that much, right? I think McCarthy said talent, talent. They haven't had a quarterback in a long time. You can just see it as a as a freshman. I'm I'm excited for our uh, running backs, though, man. We got, I mean, Corum, he'll be back. Uh, what yeah, was that dude? Number seven, uh, Donovan Edwards. He was a beast yeah, too, Edwards. man. Yeah, they, they should be exciting. It's all about mm-hmm. the offensive line too. I think they got a lot of those guys coming back. So, you know, that's exciting time to be a Michigan fan. I was I was watching the offensive line playing against Ohio State, and I was just thinking, man, like, these, these guys are fucking studs. They're pushing they everybody the around. They beat the shit out of them. And, yeah. then, uh, and then they go up against Georgia, and they look like they're fucking JV. Yeah. I it was just, wild, I man. Know. <laughs> they looked so Dude. bad against Georgia. It was unbelievable to me. Yeah. I mean, that's Georgia for you. I mean, that's a de- I thought that, that defense was incredible all year, so. I mean, it's just you got to give it to them. Yeah, I mean, they were saying it was the number one D line. Um, fucking showed it. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Boot you booting rally for next year? How's things in hockey world? You're you're like one of two friends that I know that watches hockey on the reg. Which is a bad topic to talk about right now because I haven't. 
what's terrible is, <laughs> is I upgraded to that Hulu. I upgraded to ESPN Plus and got it so I could watch all the hockey games. Same. <laughs> Did you? Well, yeah. this is the, so the so this year I get it, and the Flyers are abysmal, dude. It's yeah. just I can't. <laughs> I'd rather watch the Red Wings right now. I, that's so. what I was gonna say, man. For the first time in a long time, Red Wings got a hockey team again, man. It's refreshing, They're fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's exciting. So, did you see? Uh, did you see Kodak Black at the Panthers game? <laughs> yeah, I saw that last yeah. night. Oh my god! Hey, I like. I... <laughs> if that's real, that's amazing. Somebody said he thought he had it was tinted windows or something. Like, it's, yeah, what you, right. He didn't dude. give a. He didn't give a <laughs> shit. Didn't give a shit. <laughs> fuck is Kodak Black doing watching a hockey game? Was there confirmed penetration though or was he just fucking around with the cameras? Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Did that come out? Yeah, for sure it came out. He was he he was not fucking. Oh, okay. See, I read on Barstool this morning he was, but then I saw on Double XL like that it was kind of a hoax. And If you didn't take a closer look, you wouldn't have been able to guess though. (laughs) And then the way people were looking over at it? Yeah, yeah. He's in a suite. They pan over to the suite next to him and it's just like a bunch of dudes in suits. (laughs) It's great. Oh, Oh, shit. So, yeah, I gotta get get some of this merch you guys dropped. The Friendship News Art t-shirts yes, sir you saw t-shirts. you guys on uh, tiktok it's, it's oh, a big yeah. deal so by the way we're speaking to, to yeah. you who dude forget i forget that you uh, take on this persona every now and then yeah that's what i was originally going to put my name as in this chat and i should have as the you who dude how did that get started oh my gosh it was about a year ago in february i just made a snap a quick snapchat and i did that one eye cross and i had a you who in my hand and darla and jack route behind me and he, she was like bundling them up. And I just, you know, one of them random things I do, I just recorded it. And I, you know, I held the Yoohoo can up. And I go, even on days when it snows, we're a Yoohoo family. <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate drink. And I did the one eye cross. And I think people thought it was serious. So, and that <laughs> video blew up on there. <laughs> oh, fucking hilarious, dude. So I just kept, I kept it rolling. Why not? It's fun. Yeah. So, Have you ever talked to Yoohoo, like any sponsorships or anything? Yeah. No, I, I reached out to him once in an email and they sent me a t-shirt. So, but that was before I had like a, a lot of followers. So maybe I should reach out again. Uh, but Hey, if you got free swag, you're technically sponsored. Yeah. I got a free shirt. And at this point at TikTok, you should get like 10,000 followers or something. They, you can get that account where they could pay you, but you know, you got to really blow up to make some money on there, but it's still fun. It's fun. And it's a pretty funny page too. If you ever checked it out, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Every now and then I'll, I'll roll back. Just to like, like to have fun. <laughs> I'll roll back to one of your first videos where you, uh, I think you fart in front of your sister and it's, there's nothing that's yeah, ever been that, funnier that's... in my entire life. <laughs> if I need a belly Dude. laugh, I'll just run back to that video and watch it 15 times on a loop. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the second video I ever posted on TikTok, and that one blew up too. And wow. she just was so let down that I fired her in her face. And the comments <laughs> was were great about this. I remember going to my dad's like a week later after that video blew up, and he was reading the comments, just laughing his ass off about people <laughs> people making fun of her. Even like somebody somebody commented and said she looks like a fart, and my dad was laughing. Like, Dude, they said you look like a fart, Liv. And he was laughing about it. Lives pissed off like okay <laughs> oh goodness uh, the the comments on some of your videos are hilarious bro i love to re- read through them you get like a lot of hate you think or or more people that fuck with you i don't know it not a lot it, it doesn't matter i think i think i enjoy the hate in the the most that's why i like about it because I'm, <laughs> I'm acting like a fool anyways out right. there so yeah. i i hope that people come and just talk and that's what the internet it is anyways i don't take it i don't take it personally so i love it especially like you like if you if you're throwing up videos the way you do and people have like something negative to say about it, it's like well fuck what does that say about your Go life dude? You're, you're watching me on tiktok <laughs> hey hey what's he saying uh what's <laughs> frank what's he saying the uh, fubar what's that say about me if i like his videos that he farts says, yeah. says okay you can shit in my mouth like, cool <laughs> you're on there even comment it man i caught your attention right yeah. that's all i wanted no i don't it's funny dude if people are mean i just i'll hit on them typically it's usually a guy and they're like <laughs> you're a douchebag and i'll just be like hey you know that's fine what we should cuddle like you know you seem cool we, let's cuddle and they hate it like oh geez you're you're gay too I'm like well so what you seem cute like they, people hate that i just I oh eat it up. man that's tremendous and that plays a big part into why i umpire too man i i love umpiring but i love getting i love hearing about it so you ever you ever thrown out a parent 
No, I've never, I've never even had a problem from a parent because oh, really? I don't listen to them. No, because oh. I'm above that shit, Frank. A parent doesn't <laughs> know what the what, what they don't know what the hell they're they don't know the rules, so I don't listen to them. What about a kid? A kid, I've never because in high school, they you know the coaches are usually on them. I don't hear much from the kids. Nah, uh, you know, I've I've done good baseball where it was like uh, kids in summer in the summertime. I've done tournaments where they are signed at colleges and they're playing summer ball just mm-hmm. for fun. Yeah. It's like Lee, it's called Legion ball. And those guys take it seriously. Now I'll, I'll miss something and you can, and then they'll get mad, but they're like professional about it. Like they'll tell, I'll know they're mad without them even saying anything. So it's, it's different. Just like the way that they step out of the box and shit. And you know, if, and if typically if I, if I know I missed a call, I know it and I'll, I'll even say something. It only makes it better. Yo, Hey, I missed that call. It's a strike. Just after the, after the fact, but hopefully didn't, it didn't make a big part. You know, it happens. I mean, fuck, that's all you got to do, right? You don't have to be, you don't have to be super prideful about it. Like you're not going to get a hundred percent of them ever. No, no. It's just, you just hope to do your, you hope to be consistent. That's what I try to do behind a play is if I, you know, I typically go off for the first inning, you know, if I'm calling something up, I, I stay there and try to stay consistent. And if you're consistent, you usually don't hear much. And, and if I miss something, I, and in between innings, I'll tell a coach and that, that helps you. You can't, if it only helps you out. And if you don't, if you're a coach, you know, argue balls and strikes, it helps. That's just silly at the end of the day. Yeah. Every time I've seen like a umpire throw out of like a parent or something, it's usually like some short, fat, stocky dude who's got problems with himself already. Uh, uh, yeah. If you ever see an umpire thrown out a parent in any way, it's because they, they're, they're umpiring that game for a reason because they can't umpire anything above that because they can't <laughs> handle that kind of stuff. Yeah. They can't handle a parent in a fifth grade baseball game. That's, that's about as high as you're going to get. Hilarious. I saw the one video. I think Frank was talking about the short, the short dude and they, he threw a guy out and they said, are you mad? Cause you're as tall as the players. And he walked off. Yep, yep, that's one. <laughs> he goes, all right, I'm out of here. Like, all right, dude, Jesus. Do you ever see like baseball, like professionally, at least getting to the point where like the umpire will be eliminated and it'll all be just like based off of a uh, computer, you know, strike zone kind of thing. Or do you think it always has a place in the sport? I don't like it. It just ruins the game. You I think? don't even like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't even like the replay. What about, I mean, what about it? Okay. So like, what about even if it's like two lines, horizontal lines that go on either side of the plate. So you're not judging height. You're just judging if it's outside. So it has, okay. Yeah. Here, Cause here's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking the same thing as like tennis does, right? Where the lines don't move, but in baseball, the strike zone is kind of subjective, right? It's not a hard line thing. It's what the umpire says it is. It's where the ball crosses the plate. That's what I'm saying. So if the ball is outside the plate, that is the, that is the most definitive way that you could determine if it's a ball or strike, whether it's low or high in the zone is a little bit harder. So if you just had the width of the plate as lines and you use that as the guide from a computer yeah. standpoint where you don't have a box, like the, that's what I hate. I hate the fucking square that, that they put that's, up now. That's my thing is the, the, fo- the Fox track, every, any kind of track zone is always wrong. It's not showing you where the ball's crossing the plate. No, it's not. And also, like, wouldn't you adjust your strike zone slightly if the dude is like five seven versus six four? Yeah, yeah. you do. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. Where that ball crosses the plate for someone that's that short is completely different and to where someone who's six four pitch into a, a zone, really. Yeah, so I can see what you're saying, but you know, and they're trying to speed up the game. So I mean, it's just a, there's a lot to it. But they're also terrible. In the majors, I think personally, you just see a lot of the bad games, and you don't see enough of the good ones. There's a hundred six. Every team plays 162 games. You know, some umpires are are miss miss two calls all night, and you don't hear about it. It's just yeah. like when a guy goes, it, "Yeah, I know what you're saying." You see those games, and you're like, "Why?" Like Angel Hernandez shouldn't even be on from the pros anymore. Agree. There's those games, but but there's there's so many where I I follow I I follow a couple guys on Facebook, and they they follow this page where umpires get graded and it's it's an, an amazing grading system and this like the one guy they did behind a plate miss miss one ball call and one strike call the whole night i mean he saw i don't know how many pitches it was incredible yeah so for some for, to do that is just awesome but you know then you have those bad games and it changed and it could change the outcome of the game and it sucks to see for sure i mean i i hear what you're saying because when i say that they're bad what i think of is like there was one game last year and i forget who the the umpire was but it happened twice to the padres where it it almost seemed like the umpire had it out for the team the way he was calling balls (laughs) and strikes versus the other team and it's just like dude what the fuck are we even doing like because at that point then the umpire becomes a part of the game and the game the story of the game is the officiants like dude, what the fuck no way 
Never, ever, ever should that happen. But I hear no. you, man. I'm, and I'm sure they're better than they're, than they're not most of the time or else they wouldn't be there. Right. But also when you have to look at, I mean, what would you say in a professional baseball game, how many pitchers do you think you'd go through on average? Five per team? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's five different pitch sets. That's could be up to 15 different pitches you're seeing on any, on any one plate appearance. And, and, uh, yeah, it's tough, man. It's not easy to do. Right. Well, I mean, and I, and I think they, I think the umpires, the even, so not, not the guys behind the plate, but not now that you got the replay system in, I think there's, they can get real lackadaisical with their calls out, mm. out on the bases. Cause mm-hmm. you, you got a steal play at second. If it's bang bang, you're not that worried about it as an umpire because you know they're going to go look at it. It's the same thing in football too. When right. if it, whether it's a catch or not, whether in bounds or not, you just fucking call it and just see what the replay yeah. says. So at that point, to me, it's like why 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 do they even have those guys out there calling it if you're just going to go to replay on everything close? You don't need them. So yeah, I hear I, it's you. just it's such a topic where you can sit here and talk about for hours and just go back and forth on. But I mean, they they are changing that game a lot every year. They change something about it, you know. Yep, probably going to see a universal DH, probably. Yep, and they're you know what we're doing. Are they keeping the extra inning rule too? That was out a little silly all year. Putting the guy <sighs> yeah. on second base, I I just don't. I just that's just unreal to me. It just that seems is like unreal that's, to me. It's At not that point, what, what do you care about what how long the game goes? You're already in extras. What the, who fuck cares? I don't know. Right, go all night. Baseball. <laughs> laughable, Francis. How's Costco, man? How's the stock in life? It's great. Everyone, everybody loves Costco. What, what's, you know, what's there bad to say about that place? I love it. You could tell me. Been there 12 years. I love it. I'm sitting in the parking lot right now, you guys. Hilarious. Hey, you know what? I just thought about this before you came on. Yeah. I've known you for 10 years. Yeah. Well, I, well I'm at 12 here coming up in April. And yeah. you know what's great about that is my... When I got hired at Costco, is Francis is young. Can I call you Francis, Frank? Is that okay on here? Uh, you, can, you can call it's, me uh, if you want. Is yeah, Francis. <laughs> Francis is young. Young male's birthday is the, the same day I got hired at Costco. It's especially for the both of us. It is a special oh. day. What time do you clock in these days? So it's all different, man. So like Tuesdays and Thursdays, they they have senior citizen hours. So I'm going a little earlier. So we go in at four a.m. A couple other days, it's five, and then the weekends is four thirty. I love it. Yeah, you know, it's funny to hear. Like, if you've never worked those hours, you'd probably like <laughs> shudder at that time. But yeah, when I used to work those hours, it, I mean, it always sucks getting up, but you just know you have to. You don't have a choice. And then once you're up, you're up. I mean, you don't really give a fuck when you got up that day, and you just have all day to go. It's really, right. it's actually the best. It just depends on it, kind of. The type of you know some people aren't morning people either can't get up and some people like me it takes me five minutes and I'm, I'm ready to rock yeah but i also go to bed by eight or nine when i know i gotta be up at three or four right you gotta get right. at least six at least six and solid six i've always wanted to ask you like your bosses and stuff gotta know about like you who dude right like because you you post content <laughs> up there all the time like do they care so that's a great question um, <laughs> um, if, if you really take a look at it, I haven't posted anything at work because I've been told oh. not, not long ago. So I had, I guess a couple people came in there and asked if, if I worked there, <laughs> <laughs> like they asked, they asked this, I've just, it was here. So they said, Hey, is there a guy named you who do work here? And I'll tell you about the other couple of times I got noticed out in public where, which were just awesome. Um, no. So a couple people asked and asked about me. And then I get, so my GM actually goes on there and looks at TikToks. He's a really cool dude down to earth. He's he like, he'll, he's shown me TikToks. He's think are, thought are funny, but so he, there's another girl in here that's pretty big on TikTok. I work with too. And he's seen her stuff, but one time he approached me and just said, Hey, you know, whatever you're doing, it's fine. But you know, other companies are getting in trouble with the way this TikTok thing is going. I know you wouldn't do anything, say anything bad about Costco, but you just, we don't want you doing it on company time. You don't want throwing anybody else in there that would have a problem with it. So I go, I, I totally get it. You know, sure. Yeah. You only had to tell me once and I didn't, didn't do it again. So yeah, it's totally understandable. Yeah. But you, you got know, noticed so. in public. <laughs> Dude. So last year I'm, I'm umping a travel ball game out in like Woodmore, Ohio, which is just out in the sticks. And it was like a, for the 4th of July Memorial day tournament. And um, I was out doing the bases in this 14-year-old game. Probably in like third or fourth inning, this kid's been pitching for three, four innings. You know, if you're out in the field, you're just working with one guy. So there's a guy behind a plate and usually a guy behind like the pitcher somewhere. So by the third inning, the kid just in, in between batters just turns and looks at me and he goes, is your name you who dude on TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> 
And I didn't even, I went, I went, uh-uh, I go, uh-uh. And like an inning and a half later, I gave him like how many outs were, I said two down. And I said, that's pretty neat. Cause I say that any, like when I used to do those YooHoo videos, I'd say that's pretty neat. Cause people love that too. That, that one uh, nature guy just says it. There's a whole YouTube guy that says that. So. So that's pretty neat. Two down, and he he looked at me like he saw Santa Claus. That was, that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "I knew it." That <laughs> was fantastic. I Fucking it. hilarious, man. That's so good. But uh, and then another time at the mall, me and Darla we got recognized in the food court. That's funny. I could imagine Darla getting recognized too. You put her up there every now and then. Old Doris. So yeah, but it's all it's all about fun on there, man. You know, any money I've made on there, I've just bought shit for my kids, which is awesome. Yeah, dude. Yeah, hell yeah. Here you so, go from TikTok, son. From acting like a fool, you guys. It, Who'd it have thought you just like leverage a being a sometimes. dumbass? Honestly, <laughs> and, you know, you know, I am a dumbass. So most, like, I'd say thirty-five percent of my videos now are just me farting, anyway. <laughs> but it's just me having fun, man. You know, I'm not going to change anything. It's stupid, but whatever. Right? You know, it's funny. I got 18,000 followers to think it's funny. Those kids obviously aren't right, but you know, I'm making them laugh. So shit, man, that's, that's cool. Yeah. That's, that's what it's all follow. about. Enjoy, enjoy cool. life. You guys, that's what it's all about. You betcha. Hey, do you guys hear about those, uh, completely off the topic you Hear about those, uh, police officers in LA that were fired for playing Pokemon go instead of responding to an armed robbery. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, but no, I mean, I mean, shouldn't you? <laughs> i mean hey, you know what honestly if that was their if that was their uh a defense and they were like yeah like what the fuck they weren't even they weren't going to go to jail anyway in new york right now in new york uh city uh, it's armed robbery is uh, a misdemeanor oh well all right but at the same time with everything that's going on right now man you know how much backlash they're going to get for that yeah oh, it's, it shouldn't be cops yeah oh my god but you yeah, know. if that was a thing, like you guys don't give a fuck anyway, so I'm gonna go catch this Snorlax. <laughs> I yeah, totally yeah, yeah, so, yeah. close. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Frank, I wanted to throw up a, a green screen picture or something like I didn't know if I can I do that? Background and filters? Yeah, try it out. I don't know how you would do it on your phone, but so this popped up on my Facebook today. Yeah. <laughs> so this, it's it, it's backwards, but you guys, this was August eleventh. Oh this is when my, my this is when me God. and Francis lived together. This is a great time in my life, man. So by the way, I'll tell you the story about this wall here, this whole man, room. That's sharp. This when we moved in, the landlord said that we could paint the rooms, and this room actually had Minnesota Vikings wallpaper on it for some reason. Ah, and uh, so I said, "Fuck it." The very first thing I did when they said they could do it is I. I went. I got this little postcard thing in the mail that said there was NFL team colors at at Home Depot, the paint section. Mm -hmm. So I fucking went and I bought them all. I bought the yellow, blue, the white, and the dark blue, the navy blue. And then, this is how fucking crazy I was. I went to Best Buy, I bought a projector <laughs> and I projected the bolt onto the wall. When I was done with the painting, I returned the projector. I bought the projector for one reason and then I returned it. <laughs> <laughs> I painted my room charger colors. Wow. I'm pretty sure they went seven and nine that so, year. <laughs> I, had to, I had to pop that up. That's awesome. That is tremendous. This just popped up on my Facebook today. Fucking A, dude. But That's hilarious. Said, this, this, what does it say? This room took too much time and effort for them to not win at all. Yeah. <laughs> Seven and nine. The best team never to win a Super Bowl right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. A couple years mm -hmm. going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's well, a couple years there. Hey, don't come crying to me when you're jacking it in San Diego, Frank. You ain't lying. <laughs> well, yeah, I, th I probably should go run in there after the old, the old ball and chain anyways. You do it, man. Hey, it, was, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, guys. Really enjoy your show. I try to promote you guys on TikTok as much as possible. So keep on keeping on. We're going to do that. All right, guys. It's always good talking to you. We appreciate it. Love you, Bubby. All right. See ya. Greg Strasbaugh. There he is. The one and only. What a guy. Fucking A, dude. <laughs> Kurt McGillicuddy. Do you know what that is? I have no idea what that is. No. I feel like it'd be something from like a Adam Sandler movie or something. Yeah. I don't know. No idea. I don't know how he thinks of most of the things he thinks of, but it's, it's, it's funny. I, I'll never understand it. The things that go through his head. Uh, I'm happy he, he got on TikTok though. He is one of the guys that like should have always been doing stuff on social media and didn't. Yeah. He would have crushed it on Vine, bro. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, he might even had a Vine. I don't know. We were all yeah. kind of doing that 
stuff while it was on. But, but like he said, dude, 18,000 followers, which I guess is not like a tremendous amount, but it's plenty. And they all like it. He's found a small community of people who like his farts and his Yoohoo jokes. And good for him. It's it's high, it's funny as shit, though. I definitely suggest to go check it out to any of the listeners out there. Yoohoo dude. So as mentioned in the beginning of the show, today is the 12th of January. Getting over this little cold something, whatever I had. So uh, CEO entrepreneur born on this day, 1964, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. Ah. Happy birthday, Jeff. Happy There's a lot of um, impactful people's birthdays today. Howard Stern, oh, his wow. birthday is today. He just got into the mix. Do you hear about uh, Novak Djokovic and his old saga with yes. the Australian Open and not being vaccinated and all that? Mm-hmm. He just chimed in calling him an asshole. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maharashi Mahesh. Do you know who that is? Mm-mm. Maharashi Mahesh was the, uh, he's the guy hosted the Beatles in the 60s. He's the leader of transcendental meditation. So he basically just gave the Beatles a bunch of drugs. Nice. And uh, Herman Goring for our... Uh, history World War II buffs out there. Hermann Goring was like one of the top officials of the uh, Nazi party. Pretty sure he was the head of the uh, the Luft, Luftwaffe, Luftwaffen, whatever they call their uh, air force. Speaking of World War II, man, two things actually. This weekend I was playing Cranium and I was the only one at the table who knew who Winston Churchill was, which I just thought was Whoa. insane. And they were like making fun of me for knowing who he was. Who are the people so we can out them publicly? Uh, Zach, Sarah... I think Sarah had heard of him, but didn't know what he did. And then, like, my sister, Jazz, Jasmine, and she's 18, so, like, whatever. I still think that should have been covered in any history class you would ever take because he was the leader of the UK during the World War II. But wow, I, they were all giving me shit. I'm like, how do you not? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not Winston Churchill is not an obscure <laughs> no. name in history. That is, It's a very mainstream yeah, person. Yeah, dude. And an important in person. Of history. He's, I, I think he's, like, a very... The way he handled all of that was was incredible. Like he he was a true leader in in a very like an Abraham Lincoln. Honestly, to me, like in in a very very tough time and in a different way than what Abraham did. But like Winston Churchill and along with FDR, like I, I think they're the reason we won the war, man. The way the way they guided us. Did you see that uh, that movie that Winston Churchill movie? No, no, came out recently. Who? It's really good, man. There's a um, it's a good movie. Hey, what's funny about these people? Like like. I don't know. I'm sure it still goes on even to today, but like he was such an important figure uh, in in world history, but particularly in in Britain. But he was such an alcoholic, Um, such an alcoholic. He would start his morning with like champagne and afternoon brandies and, you know, just drinking all of the time. Um, but there was a really cool scene in it where like he's deciding I'll back up before world war two began the, um, Prime Minister of Great Britain was Neville Chamberlain, right? And this is when Hitler was kind of on his rise. So to this point, everybody didn't really know what he was up to. Although he would kind of say like, yeah, I'm going to like start a war. I'm pretty much going to like try to take over. And so Neville Chamberlain said, well, fuck it. I'm going to go meet with the guy. I'm going to see what he's about. I'm going to size him up with my own eyes. Went out, had a meeting with him, came back and he was like, you know, the guy's a little crazy, but he wants peace, right? And he said, I think it was Poland. Well, not even Poland. No, it was the uh, the uh, Rhineland. So the Rhineland? Or the Sudetenland. Whatever, like, like some like German, but like unincorporated part of Germany. He wanted that back. So basically it was like, look, I just want this and that's all we want. We don't want any other trouble. We just want this. So the Chamberlain administration was uh, very agreeable. And I think he died. I don't know. I, I, I may be wrong, but I think he died. And that's how Churchill came to be. And Churchill was like, fucking this guy. Nope. Don't trust him at all. I don't care what he says. I don't care what you guys say. We do not trust it. We're, we're going to like, we're going to defend ourselves and we are going to like put a foot down. And, um, there's a scene in that movie where he goes and, um, instead of like taking pub or private transportation to, to the, uh, I don't know, wherever the fuck the prime minister goes in Britain, he takes public transportation, takes like the subway or whatever they have in London and a bunch of people spot him and he's talking to him and he's kind of saying like, what do you guys think? We're thinking about signing up a peace treaty with Germany, but it would mean that we give up this, this, and this. What do you guys think? And the people were like, no, fuck that. All resolve. We want to fight. We don't, we don't want to lay our weapons out. We don't, none of that shit. We don't want to give anything up. We don't think it's worth it. And then Churchill gets like this big, wave of of uh 
confidence yeah. and then goes and says, no, fuck that treaty. We're going to, we're going to stay on our ground. Anyways, I don't know where I was going with that. It's a great movie. I'll have to watch Check it. Check it out. He, he's got a quote that I love. It's like, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. I, I've always Ooh. loved that. Uh, one more thing I saw today in history uh, on this day, January the 12th, 1969, the New York Jets of the American Football League defeated the NFL's Baltimore Colts 16 to 7 in Super Bowl three. Uh, mm. A result that's considered one of the biggest upsets in history, and it's it's kind of been famous for when Joe Namath guaranteed the victory after, I think they were like an 18 or 20-point underdog. Broadway Joe. Yeah, and it was the first Super Bowl win for the AFL. Nice. Just a little fun stat for you. Right on. That's what's up. Do you bet on sports at all? I used to more. Um, I try not to now just to not spend money because I, I love sports. I, I'm like kind of good at it, but then like when I lose, I lose big. But like I, I, I follow enough sports where on certain things like I can do well, like in football, I feel like, and sometimes basketball. I don't know. Gambling's always a slippery slope, man. So I, I'd like to just keep the money in the bank. I hear you. Um, if I were to ask you the number one state for sports betting, number one state. I'd have to say Vegas, right? It'd have to be Nevada. Wrong. Really? I thought so too. Oh, wow. Uh, New Jersey. And uh, it's Atlantic like not City. even close. That's like $2 billion dollars more. I could see that because Atlantic City is like one of the, it's like the second biggest gambling city in the country. And you have New York, which is like the biggest city right there. So not far. I could see that. Wow. That's yeah. kind of surprising though. So uh, New Jersey, Nevada, New Jersey's 21.6, Nevada's 19.8 billion. And then it drops off to 10 billion for Pennsylvania. And then Pennsylvania, Illinois, Indiana, Colorado, Michigan, Virginia, Tennessee, Iowa. Round out the top 10. Interesting. Yeah, I th oh, that I was think interesting too. You're going to start to see it at more, like I know the Bears and the Cubs have been trying to like help push through legislation. And I think it did get pushed through to like allow sports books to like be open at the actual fields and, and arenas so that you mm -hmm. could go and place a bet at halftime if you wanted to, or, you know, at any time go and make a make it like add a whole nother dynamic to like the experience of going to see a game, um, which I know like obviously many of the casinos are worried about in the area, but I, I think that could be a really cool thing to add to like sporting events. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. And it's only a matter of time. I mean, it's like one of those things that are starting to become illegal in the United States. It should like, that's like 50, 60 years too late. Yeah. You know, one of the things like, you know, how we uh, try to legislate vices, in this country, but, you know, I think it's like sports betting, weed, hallucinogenics in some part of the country are all kind of like, eh, no. What's, what's the difference between like being able to go and gamble at a sports racetrack and then go and gamble at like a Cubs game? Like, is it because you have to be 18 to go to a, a racetrack and they, they don't want to like have kids around gambling or, or what? I, I don't know. I don't okay. know. And, and it's always like super arbitrary because there's some places like, like there was a, uh, a place by where I, we used to live in downtown San Diego. That was like a, a simulcast sports betting or horse race betting area. And it was just a bar in downtown San Diego. And you go upstairs and you could bet. And it was legal. And I, nobody knew why. I don't know how you get that certification. I have no hmm. idea. I got sick the past couple of days. Was it the vid? I don't know. I got tested yesterday. I'll, I'll know in a day or two because it's that, it's that PCR one. Um, mm. It was a weird illness, man. It started, it started on Sunday, actually. I went for a run in the afternoon and I started to feel like a little tightness in my chest, but I just thought it was the run. And then after that night, I went to dinner with, with Michael and Paulina. And then I, after that, I started to feel like a little tickle in my throat, nothing crazy. And then the next morning I woke up and I was like, fuck, I'm sick. And it was like the, the start of a sickness, you know, when like you feel a little bit tightness in your chest and throat. And I was like, fucking hey. Yeah. So I went to my Monday morning meetings and then after like about 11, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm calling it a day. So I shut up shop. Um, made some soup, got some rest, woke up yesterday and I still felt that like aching, like, you know, but the weirdest part about all of this is, is never before when I was sick, had I felt less sick in my head. Like I didn't feel like worn down. Like I didn't feel fatigued mentally. My, the symptoms were in my body, but like my head was fine. I don't know how to explain it. I guess it was just a, like a, 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 a you would compare it to like a mild cold, but it was different. Like it felt like the onset of something really, really nasty and it never progressed to that. So I woke up this morning and I felt great. Yeah. And uh, the only thing that's left is a little, like just a little scratch in my throat and I, I still have a cough, but. So you're telling me you took 
the horse dose of ivermectin? Yes. I went straight to the veterinarian and I said, I want this. Funny enough, my own father has been taking ivermectin the last week because he himself caught COVID. And, and he's legit taking the horse medicine, right? Okay. So the horse medicine is the medicine, but there's a horse dosage and a human dosage, which is like a 17th of what, or whatever, a seventh of what you would give a horse. Uh, okay. Same drug. He's, so he's taking like the human dose, obviously. I think you die if you take the horse dosage. But he swears by it, man. He said within a day or two, he was fine. He took it for seven days just because that's what they say you do. But like he, and I don't know. I mean, this is my dad. He's very anti-vaccine, anti-COVID you know, is a hoax, blah, blah, blah. So like I, some of those people, when they actually get COVID, I feel like they maybe try to downplay it a little bit, but or maybe mm -hmm. they don't. I, I don't know. I, I can't tell you. I haven't had COVID yet, so I, I don't know, but... I've heard a mixed bag, man. I've heard people that have said it's put them on their ass, and I've heard people say, like, this was nothing. So it's hard to tell. Everyone's different. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I'll tell you what, man. It was the first time I was sick in any capacity in, in over two years. It blows. Damn. Two years. Two years? Nothing. Twenty. All of 2020? Nothing. All of 2021? Nothing. <laughs> Got nothing. Um, and it's probably because we, you know, whatever, whatever protections that we put in place for COVID... I'm guessing aided in that. I don't know. I went out as much as I could anyway. But um, yeah, last time I was really sick was November of 19. Wow. Yeah. That's a hell of a immune system there, Frank. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. I think so. Any fun news things going on? There's a lot. Bob Saget died. Yeah, he did die. It's pretty you tragic. You think that was a uh, an overdose or a suicide? They haven't Doesn't really said. Doesn't look like it. I no? think, I think, no, they, they did the initial autopsy and it looks, looks like maybe a heart attack, maybe a stroke. Mm. He was bigger. Maybe something else. Kind of bigger how older What's people that? get bigger. Like he, he was back in his day, like a skinny, lanky kind of dude. And like it, what I had seen the last five years or so, like, just like most people, like with age, like, and when you have money and you can go out and <laughs> buy fancy dinners and shit like that all the time, like I could see how it'd be really easy to beating steak all the time and shit like that so he kind of did he did look heftier so I, I could definitely see like a heart attack yeah maybe but he was in his 60s or 50s 50s 60s and you get yeah. older it's it's easier to put on weight yeah um but he wasn't huge by any means no 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 so, yeah i don't know i don't know what uh what's going on there but uh r.i.p bobby sad inflation is uh at its highest rate in four decades I saw so that. that sucks. Yeah. That's a bummer for sure. It's crazy. I saw like uh, CNN and M MSNBC, they were like kind of saying like, yikes, should hold off on uh, what we're doing here. It's not, uh, it's not working folks, which is interesting and uh, interesting little pivot. And what you're going to see coming forward this year is about three or four interest rate hikes. So um, this thing is going to get worse before it gets better. You see that uh, Maya Angelou? is the first African-American and woman on U.S. quarter. Maya Angelou's on the quarter? This is the tail side. So this is a permanent coin going forward. Yeah, oh, fuck. So nice. it says the new coin still features George Washington's visage, visage, image, mm -hmm. on the head side. <laughs> uh, but now the tail side will honor Angelou um, by invoking one of her most famous works, the autobiography, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. And it's like a picture of her with a bird behind her. Looks pretty cool. That's awesome. Like it. Yeah, that's what's up. That is cool. So you remember when I brought up Starbucks a couple weeks ago and how they're unionizing yes. in uh, upstate New York? It looks like the second store in New York has now officially voted in its full union. And Cleveland Starbucks workers have now filed for unionization themselves. So it, as I'm sure the unions want, it is starting to spread to more and more and more. Uh, it looks like they're still voting at like two other Starbucks's now or like in process so starbucks has a fight on their hands man i went through it at gc and it was long ass process like we had three stores and it was four years so mm -hmm. they've got like five stores it looks like in about a month now that are organizing at least so they, this could be and now it's <laughs> here's another article spreading into chicago a second chicago store is filed so they've got a fun lawsuit on their hands for many years to come not yeah. lawsuit, I guess, but negotiations, I guess. Yeah, well, that's what happens when it when it goes that way. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. We've talked about unions a lot on the show. Yeah, I, yeah. They're they're they serve a purpose, and obviously, you know, they still they still hold some clout with uh, with the workers. And you know, if you really really feel like you're not uh, getting your due as a worker, then then you have the right to exercise that power. Um, but it's a double edged sword. So you know, 
part of me feels like this is just like a momentum thing with young people who want to be represented by a union because they feel like that's the way that it should go or they feel like they're being discriminated or not getting enough pay or whatever. But once a union gets in, that's just what it is, right? Like your power then becomes what the union says it is, not necessarily what you want it to be. So you got voting power and all that and it's a more democratic process, but but, you know, we'll see. It's interesting to see what happens when you add a barrier between labor and management though where you can't really address things head on anymore there's another party there that like is involved and and i think i think it's much different than it used to be like someone i can't remember who said this to me before but someone said that our entire country was built with immigrants slaves and unions and and i think honestly like if you think back about that that's largely true up until you know maybe like the last 50 years or less i guess I, i maybe like 70s 80s but like now i feel like the idea of a union is so much more different than when it was like in the 40s and shit like that when you you know everyone was working in factories and that literally was like the once once slavery and all that shit went away like that was the the bond that was the workforce of the country was was these huge huge manufacturing companies that we had all through the country so like now you've got people at coffee shops organizing like it's just a little bit different (laughs) yeah yeah well and and also you know here's what would be cool to see unions that are in place to protect workers who say an unpopular opinion and are, are, are don't allow them to be fired. That would be cool. I mean, aren't those workers' rights as well? I'd like mm-hmm. to see that. Yeah, right. You know, somebody saying something, uh, you know, I don't know that causes vaccine hesitant or whatever the whatever the sin is against against the the mainstream thought these you know this week uh, what whatever that is I mean it would be cool to see it wouldn't be cool to see it would be interesting and I think imperative to see how many workers have lost their job because of something that they've said or tweeted or expressed that then later they and they were they were fired for that not being the right thing to say and then later what they said actually turned out to be true like what's going on right now with the CDC and the NIH and basically any health leadership organization in this country who is now confirming what people have been saying for like 18 months about COVID, right? Like if, if yeah. you say something about that or the vaccine or whatever, and then you get, you get fired for it. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see unions who, who protect that and maybe they do and we just don't hear about it, but you know, those are workers' rights too. Yeah. I'd be surprised if they did defend them though, because most of the unions are pretty liberal. Like they always, it seems like most conservatives and, and like the presidents like are usually like anti-union for, for many different reasons. And like, right. as a result, I think most of the unions are like very liberal. So I, I, I'd be very interested. That's a good point. Like if a union would stand up for someone's like right to choose for their own body, like they should be able to. And, and if a union's really there for the good of the worker, Right. Yeah, you would think they would. That'd be that's an interesting scenario. I like that. There was a uh, a website called Unusual Whales, and they released this uh, little infographic on members of Congress that beat the uh, the stock market last year. And when I say stock market, we mean uh, the S and P five hundred average, right? Whatever the average was of the top five hundred companies in 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 the New York Stock Exchange, there were. I don't know, two dozen members of Congress that beat the shit out of it, which which kind of begs a question, right? Like, is that due to insider knowledge, which I, I think would be the number one, like the first thing that people think of, if I were to say, hey, a bunch of the, these members of Congress beat the stock market last year. I, I think the number one thing would people would go do is like, oh yeah, it's because they knew something before the general public. Sure. But if you wanted to give them some grace, you might say, well, maybe they have access to better financial tools. Could absolutely be the case. It was just some interesting uh, stats on on um, like the volume. Like So for example, last year in January, there was like four and a half million stocks. This is the value of stocks sold by members of Congress, right? January, 4.5 million. February is 8 million. March is seven and a half. April, for some reason, 16.8. And then it goes down to 12. And then all of a sudden in September and October, out of nowhere, $30 million. And this is all by Democrats, mostly, are uh, uh, sold in Congress. September and October, $30 million worth of stocks are sold uh, by members of Congress, mostly Democrat. So so then, then you're like, okay, well, why are mostly Democrats selling a lot of stock in these two months? That seems a little fishy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. To me, it, it would. No. Then you look at like the sector, right? So 
in 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 the house democrats overwhelmingly invested in technology stocks but more so technology services whereas uh, republicans invested more in industrial services the number one performer in Congress was Austin Scott, and then Brian Mast, French Hill, and John Curtis, and then Dan Crenshaw. Top five, all Republicans. And then you have Nancy Pelosi, who's famous for being an incredible investor. You hear about those TikTok guys that only follow Nancy Pelosi's stock They made a killing. Positions, and they're killing it, yeah. And then uh, David Rouser, David McKinley, both Republicans, and then Peter Welch, Debbie Dingell, Jim Langevin... Republicans, and it goes down the list. And all of these people, Mitch McConnell's in there, Tommy Tuberville's in there. I'm trying to think of any other big name Congress people. But it's about, I don't know, about two dozen or so that just beat the shit out of the S&P 500. And, and so the number one question that I saw when, when looking at this and the replies on this tweet were, should Congress people be barred from trading? Yes. Yeah. I mean, for sure, right? I mean, and there's ways around that. Of course, but like, can athletes bet on sports? Like, that's a great, yeah. That's you know what I'm saying? Point. Like, you can cheat the system. Like, you you obviously are going to find ways, especially if it benefits you fiscally. Like, it just doesn't make any sense, man. Like, just what we talked about last episode, you have these corporations that finance all of these campaigns. You don't think mm-hmm. they're giving them stock options and other bullshit like that to push through whatever agenda they want on top of funding campaigns? Like, it's all a fucking game, man. It's like when, when Trump said drain the swamp, like, and he, he's by no way innocent probably of this shit too, but like, shit, man, it, it's dirty, dirty game. There's no way they should be able to trade. They have so much Oof. more insider information. Even if it's not the companies directly giving them stock options or anything like that, they have the best information on the economy of the U.S. to know what moves to make. So like they're already, I mean, they're paid a, a hefty salary. Like, why would they need right. to then take that information and go make more money? Well, I mean, there's, yeah, there's, I, I guess you could call it hefty. It's not the greatest, but it's also not the worst. I mean, it's definitely enough to live on. Um, yeah. So this, this guy, uh, Brian Mast, who, who's the number one performer in the, in, in Congress last year. Oh, I'm sorry. Second highest performer. He conveniently sold his Tilray stock at its all-time high last year, Repel, uh, Representative Thomas Susie sold United Rental after picking it up at its lowest price in five years. Just, yeah, we knew it was going to turn around. How, how did you know? Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. It's hard to prove insider training. But if you're picking up a stock at its lowest price in five years in, in, a, in a significant amount, I wonder if they don't, they don't tell you how many how many shares. But listen to this. And these are, these are times that they've bought and sold uh, stocks. Austin Scott and, and two and two of his uh, uh, purchases of F Cell, Fuel Cell. I'm guessing this one is yeah, Fuel Cell Energy. Two times he bought it last year. The first time he bought it, there was a 780 percent increase in that uh, stock, and then the next time he bought it was a 571 percent increase. Yeah. Brian Mass, when he bought Tilray, there's a 564 percent increase in the time he bought it and the time he sold it. Uh, this guy Thomas Susie with United Rentals, there was a 375 and 374 percent. Uh, increase in the time that he bought and sold it. These are these are gaudy, outrageous numbers. Yeah. So what do you think? This is pretty related. Uh, I, I don't know if you've seen in the news, but like certain celebrities and, and like most recently Floyd Mayweather and Kim Kardashian are getting sued over like crypto scams where like there it's alleged that like the people that came up with these cryptos, in this case, it's Ethereum Max. Um, mm-hmm. these, these celebrities, big names are presented with the opportunity to go and, you know, kind of do like what Elon Musk did for Dogecoin. But I think this is a little more egregious where Elon was kind of fucking around more. But like, hey, pump this up, talk about this, get people into it. We'll have a bunch of people pool money into Ethereum Max. You guys, you know, here's a shit ton of shares. You guys are buying these now ahead of time before we do all this at a stupid low price. We're going to boost this shit up and then you guys sell that shit and make money and get out. And then the, the cost, like the market value of the crypto crashes once the people that have huge, huge shares mm-hmm. of it cash out. And it, they're calling it like a pump and dump scheme. And to me, that's just that's just as illegal as what these other guys are doing. Like you're manipulating the market to steal money from people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we covered this when John McAfee died because like a month or two oh, before yeah. he died, he was accused of this very same thing. Yeah, you're right. Because he earned like, $13 million by promoting a, a, a cryptocurrency. That's right. And once he got it too high, he just sold it and said, see ya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and for sure, I mean, I, I, I got to imagine 
these these accusations will be investigated because that's super 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 illegal. If you were to do that on a stock, for example, if you're I don't know fucking anybody, Walmart, and you announce like some deal with somebody and your stock price goes up, and then you withhold information about that deal or you make a shady move to get out of that deal and then you sell, you know, you're the, the you're the CEO or whatever, you sell a bunch of that stock at the high and then you announce a deal the next, you know, or whatever. That shit's illegal. You can't do that. Well, this is, and this article says that since they said that and then cashed out, because uh, they both put up like different social posts about it, Kim was trying to play dumb about crypto, but it's obviously an ad. Uh, it has dropped 97% of its value. Yeesh, yeesh. Oh, shit. So, I mean, maybe maybe it was uh, all in good uh, faith. Probably not. Here's one thing where I do support this little insider game. Did you see what happened with Draymond Green uh, last week with the Warriors game? No. So, he was, he's been hurt for like the last week or so, and he's just resting his, I think it's his knee. But Clay Thompson came back for the first time in two years, a couple days ago, and he wanted to be on the court for the tip-off just, you know, to support his teammate. So obviously, like as all publications, anything that the team released, like he was a starter for the game. And what it sounds like the Warriors and Cavs worked out is that they were going to do the tip off, you know, just like as like a ceremonial type of thing. And then Draymond was going to follow somebody and come out of the game. Well, all the sports books had any prop bet you want open for Draymond. So like first person to score, first foul, like all kinds of things that you could bet on. But all the bettors knew like Draymond was going to be pulled out of the game right away. Like they made this knowledge known to the public like 15 minutes before the game happened. So instantly mm. all these people rushed and, and took the under on Draymond taking the first basket, betting like 20 grand. You know, and cashing out, making another whatever it was, whatever it paid out. But yeah. basically saying fuck you to all these sports books and all these sports books are holding on to the money. They haven't made the payments yet. So ha! it's like unknown oh, what's shit. gonna happen. But like fuck you. Like you had that as an open bet. People placed it and you accepted the bet. That's that's legal as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, but they're saying that there was like manipulation and uh, that there should be a workaround for this. So that that's an interesting one. That's one I I don't disagree with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny and funny that they're keeping the money. Yeah. What are you going to do? Sue them? Yeah, They're probably right. offshore anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One thing that's onshore, offshore, on any shore, is that drinking a good smooth cup of coffee is a treat all by itself. But when you can do that and help American heroes, it's that much better. Our sponsor, Gun Barrel Coffee, does just that. They are proud to donate $1 from every item purchased to veterans and first responder charities all across the country. They offer 14 different blends and roasts, which you can get in whole bean ground or single serve pods. And right now, as a friend of our ship, you can use the promo code FNH10 and you'll save 10% at checkout when you buy their products at gunbarrelcoffee.com. That's promo code FNH10, gunbarrelcoffee, damn good coffee, damn good cause. Um, also, before we get out of here, uh, we kind of announced it last time, but it's alive, it's official. Uh, merch is live right now. You can hop online, hop on any of our socials, you'll find it, or just go to the website Shopify and type in Friendship News Hour. Uh, you'll find t shirts, crewnecks, hoodies coffee mugs, hats, all kinds of shit with our logo on it. You can help support us, help get the name out there. Um, someone asks you, oh, what's that? You know, tell them it's just the two sexiest guys you've ever seen given the news. Uh, and sometimes their friends pop in. And, and I mean, I don't think you'd be lying to them. So um, do us a favor, go check that out. Uh, Franklin, where can they find all our other stuff? Wow, what a plug. Uh, you can find us on Twitter if you're so inclined. Uh at friendship nh on instagram and on tiktok at friendship news hour and uh send us an email bummerdude.media at gmail.com that's bummerdude.media at gmail.com uh thanks to greg for stopping by and we'll see you next time